This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Um, as I record this, I'm recovering from um, a bout of stomach flu or something. So, if you can imagine what my last 48 hours has been. Actually, my last 48 hours have been fine. I haven't been throwing up. I've just been feeling a bit achy. Uh, anyway, uh, John's not on this uh, episode because at the time of recording, he was at university studying. So, it's just me and... Um, my guest, our guest, Tom Parry. I've known Tom for years. Uh, I feel like we gigged loads together. Tom was in, I don't know if he still is, he is in the sketch group called Pappies. And um pretty sure we spent a few car journeys going to gigs and whatnot, um, traveling back and forth. But Tom's a writer, director, he's won awards, he's written a film that's out. Christmas, I think. Uh, I shouldn't say I think. Fucking hell, David. I think. Let's look it up. Come on. Tom Parry. Wikipedia. Parry's debut screenplay, Your Christmas or Mine, um, is out on the 2nd of December, 2022. So in a couple of months. Out in a couple of months on Amazon Prime. That's Tom's first film that he's written. But... Um, yeah, Tom's done loads. He's brilliant. He's such a funny man and likes football. Let's get Tom onto the podcast, shall we? Whoa. Welcome. Straight into recording. Love that. <laughs> Not fucking around. <laughs> Where are you? No nicety. Straight into... This is the shed in the bottom of my garden. Oh man, that's really nice. Yeah, thanks. Apart from the swear word to your <laughs> edgy, edgy stuff. Yeah. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Do you mind recording now? Oh, not at Is all. It a bit weird. Not at all. I like it. I don't mind going straight. Yeah, in. I like it. I like how natural it feels. You got to get the warts and all, mate. <laughs> yeah, you have. You. That's what I'm all about. Do you want me to record, or are we? Are we? I mean, if you've got the I just quick time it normally. John, this is the warts. This is the warts. Yeah, I might <laughs> cut this wart out, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, How are you? Yeah, really good, man. Um, loving Exeter life. Uh, yeah, so you're living in Exeter? So, I mean, yeah, I live I live about 15 minutes from the stadium. From the ground. How long how long have you lived there for? I moved at the start of lockdown. So yeah, two two and a bit years now. Did you? Yeah. Why? Why did you come down here? Because we moved middle of lockdown, second lockdown, I think. Yeah. My wife's from here. 
So we moved, we moved it at the start of lockdown. We moved in with her mom because we were like pregnant and we didn't know what was going on. And then, and then we thought this is lush bought a house. Yeah. So it's really nice, isn't it? It's, it's the best. Yeah. And for two years I've been going like for two years, I've been thinking, well, St. James's park's just there. I'll have to start going down. But obviously, cause my, my daughter's two last weekend. So it's just that, it's just that age where like the shit is just always hitting the fan literally yeah. <laughs> it's just like brutal so like trying to get trying to buy a pass to go like oh i'm gonna go and uh start watching some footy yeah now i have to go so what i do is i go oh, i gotta go and watch the foot but it's for the pods so, you've done you know, you've done got... such a smart thing there <laughs> fantastic it's work <laughs> isn't it it's work <laughs> oh wow because yeah. we came down here because nomi's from my wife's from Totnes. oh brilliant there you go yeah, so she brought me down here. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I love Devon. Yeah. Someone else, isn't it? There's a bunch of us now that there's uh, who are all married women from Devon who've brought us back to Devon. Who? Spencer? Spencer Joes did it. Will Adamsdale's Mike. done it. Mike Wozniak's done it, yeah. Yeah, the sketch so, dudes. It's not a bad not a bad lineup actually. If you're into no, <laughs> To form every month in ex- <laughs> <laughs> the same old guys adamsdale's got a theory that they send devon send their women out off into the country to find mid-range talent and bring them back to the county <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah got that do you know i was on the beach last summer i was just with my family and i was with some friends i was like the fuck there's Mike Wozniak over there in yeah. swimming trunks. <laughs> fuck's he doing here? <laughs> yeah. It always feels like you're in a British sitcom from five years ago when you see Mike Wozniak crop up. Yeah. Because he was just there was, there was about a four year period where he was in like every single series that was on telly. Just and he's still got yeah, that. He won't want to hear this bit, really. <laughs> no, but, no, he's still well now he's uh, yeah. you know no, he's, he's still busy. He's busy now, but like he's, he, he, there was a story where he'd, he'd just always pop up in things. Whereas yeah. now it feels like he'll be he'll be the star of his own thing now. So yeah, yeah. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm really enjoying it down there. When we moved, I thought I might miss just uh, uh, the old life. I haven't missed it at all. Not at all. And no one believes me when I say it. Like whenever I go back to London, people talk to me as if like I've died or something. Like how how are you now? <laughs> Well, are you are you coping all right? Like, and I'm like, I genuinely, I'm loving it. And they go, oh yeah, okay. Like they think they think it's bullshit when I tell them how much how good it is. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. I've got out of like an abusive relationship or something. It feels like you're just into this clear blue sky of you have more time in your day. Everyone's nicer. It's fucking lovely. Like they are. It's just a, it's just a really good. It's Naomi just a great said, when place you go to... down to Devon, you'll notice people will go, "Morning, hello, yeah." yeah. yeah. And also, I love all the... There's so many little country lanes where we are that you rarely drive over 35 miles an hour. So you're always just sort of... Eating along. I was given... So I did a job a couple of years ago when we were looking for houses, and they gave me a, this really posh car. And when we were looking for houses, I had, I had to drive down here, and I felt like such a cunt. <laughs> just, there's no need for a nice car no, down there. No, Just Not drive a shitty old van. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great, man. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never yeah. leaving. Never leaving. No, no. Well, you are eventually. You will. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. 
But I do find myself, because so many people, especially in the pandemic, a lot of people kind of left London to come and live in Devon. I did find myself being quite defensive. Like whenever people say yeah. like, when we moved into the house, for example, and started meeting the neighbours, I found myself very early on saying, well, my wife's from, my wife's from around here. I say it all the time. It's like, it's like my early, early card. You've got to get it out there before people judge you. <laughs> I mean, I'm from, I'm from the Midlands, but like my wife's from here. That's why we moved back. Like I'm just listening. Yeah. Like, like, no, gotta... God, I do that all the time. Yeah. Cause you can't be just one of those city pricks who's just come down and, you know, yeah. moseyed in. Especially like I'm watching the football as well, and yeah, that's I it, feel yeah. like such a twat. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's so hard when you watch it, watching football and you don't originally belong to that team. But you know, you've found the way to adopt do it. Do, to do a big body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not. So, are you a big football fan, Tom? Yeah, yeah, really big football fan. In fact, I went to St James's Park last week for my first game. Oh, I was there at the Papa John's game. I was not there. <laughs> it was the only one. Like it was eight quid a ticket, and it was on a Tuesday night, and I could go. And I thought, Do you know what? Off I go. And I, it was it was the perfect. I bumped into my postman, and I'd like a pint <laughs> with my postman. <laughs> lovely it's just like god this is fucking great well and also it was against um southampton under 18 under 21s yeah yeah so that was bleak <laughs> to, to hear a bunch of people mugging off a 16 year old when he miscontrolled the ball oh, oh yeah <laughs> like, ah! oh, yeah and you go like oh yeah. god yeah he's, he's literally a kid <laughs> so who, who did you support or who I'm do a, you support? i'm a walls fan so oh, right oh we had uh alex Lowe on yeah. yeah yeah that's right he's qpr yeah. and wolves and he straddles the two top bloke what a top bloke yeah um so yes i'm a wolves fan but i've been a wolves fan like obviously not living in wolverhampton for a very long time but when i so when did i you get to see them much yeah when i first i mean like, when i first started supporting wolves they were division one on the way through basically so they they because they were they were nearly relegated from the football league were they so they were one of the best teams in the country in the 50s won the european cup really like famous what story cup yeah we won won the european cup all the way through the 50s we were like you know we were like up there with united and everyone in the 50s our histories yeah our history's like big <laughs> yeah shit i mean i knew there's sort of a big so i didn't realize we were kind of. I just think of Steve Ball. Well, there you go. I, yeah, so yeah. I, still, I still only think of were, Steve Ball. Really, were they the sad times? The ball, the bull Bu- bully, era. bully, almost single-handedly saved the club, which is why he's. That's why he's such a legend. That's why there's such a mythology around him. Like he's got a stand named after him now. So you that's go and sit. I'm you really sit in the Steve Ball stand. stand. One day, just, yeah, just, just how, <laughs> how well does this pod have to go for you to get a stand? <laughs> It's a bit like Mark Maron or someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Mark Maron stand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that would probably yeah. happen, actually. Yeah, that would be horrible. <laughs> um, oh, right. So what division were you in when Bully was doing all the damage? Where, division, what's now Division 2. Like they were, they, they, when we signed Steve Ball, we were in what was then the fourth division. On the cusp of bankruptcy. And then... We signed Steve Ball and he just was this incredible, like he scored 50 goals in a season. 
Like this super- Where did you get him from? From West Bromwich Albion, from our rivals down the road. So it's like it's like Wolverhampton folklore, really. Of like we've been we've been bought out by these people who were bankrupt in the club, and this once great stadium was like it was like a shithole. When, when I started going to the walls, only two sides of the ground you could sit, you could go in. One was the terrace, and one was this seating area, and the other yeah. one was derelict, wasn't safe to go in, and the other stand was closed down. So it was like half a ground. Oh my god! And, and we were nearly bankrupt, and then we got Graham Turner as a manager, and he signed the, on this Graham famous Turner. day. Yeah, on this famous day, he say he went to West Bromwich Albion. He signed Andy Thompson and Steve Ball, two players who couldn't get into their first team. And yeah. I'm Steve, looking at Graham Turner, top bloke. Yes, Graham Turner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and, and and in this kind of whirlwind of like four seasons, we went from being on the verge of being relegated from the football league to back into division. What was then division two with championship, basically? Yeah, we had we had back to back promotions on the way through because of him. Because I mean, like you can't you can't exaggerate it enough. And like when I, when I first started, that I was only about seven then back in the day. But when I when, by the time I started going. It was when we just got promoted up to what what's now the championship, and you just knew he was going to. You knew Steve Ball was going to score. It's just like you could just you just knew every game he'd score. He'd just score, and he has how this. Many goal, how many games did he play for England? Wasn't well, yeah. people always sort of clamouring for him, and he never really got. So played. he's the only. Is he the only? He might be the only player, or that certainly the last player to play for England whilst playing for. Uh, what is now a Division One team? So it'd be the equivalent of a, yeah, extra. It'd be, it'd be the equivalent of an extra to player getting picked for England. It was extraordinary. Wow. Yeah. So he was like, we were in Division. What was then Division Two? We weren't in the Championship. Yeah. So That's he. It's amazing. It's it's mad. It's mad what happened. Really. Was he just? <laughs> wasn't he just a power? Yeah. Was he, he just a powerful striker with big was, legs? He was nails. <laughs> yeah. And, and like. <laughs> You know, he, did, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't dainty or anything, did he? he didn't have no, tricks it was, it was the opposite. No, he yeah. was a bull. He was exactly he was that. Steve Bull. And yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, I do. Do you pick? Can you picture Bully? Because it's like he had like. Yeah. He had his hair cut and like when. So when I was growing up, every kid at my school had a bully cut. You'd go to the barbers and you'd say, "Can I have a bully cut?" And then shave your head grey three into a little peak <laughs> at the front. So I've got all my all my school photos. It's good, but I mean, a wow, good planning really for going boys. Like, <laughs> really wow. Yeah. But everyone did. That's what you did. When you got to like 11 or 12, you'd go to the barbers and ask for a bully cut. And everyone looked like Steve Ball. Fuck. <laughs> I guess like Beckham, isn't it? Yeah, it was. And I met him. In fact, this scarf here. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, have you met him? I haven't put this up. That, that, that's there. There's a little blur uh, of marker pen. And in 1990, I, I, got, I got him to sign my scarf. He'd just come back from it because he went to the World Cup. So he went to Italian IT. Yeah. So that's when I was 10. So suddenly Steve Ball, our player, was at a fucking World Cup. Was it, it was so when he went to the World Cup, was he in? He was in the championship then. Well, division, he was in the championship. Well, was division, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 and then loads of teams came knocking for him, like Villa tried to sign him, Coventry tried to sign him. So Premier League, it wasn't the Premier League then, but Division 1. So he could have gone and he just decided he was going to be a Wolves man and he just stayed at Wolves. Right. He scored 306 wow. goals in his career for Wolves. How many games? Uh, that's over, I think it's about about 15 years, something like that. 
Right. Fuck, you saying that, and I just suddenly thought, shit, Ronaldo scored 700. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. It's nuts. I, there's, it's something like, if Haaland wants to beat Ronaldo, he has to score 43 goals a season for... It's, it, it's extraordinary how... It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. So weird. So you t- you couldn't ever not support Wolves then, could you? No, well, and we like my dad. Trot, my dad was a Villa fan. My dad played semi-professionally. He played for Kidderminster Harriers and people like that. And my uncle played professionally. He played for Swindon Town and played people like that. So my family have got football. And my my granddad was a goalkeeper for Birmingham City years and years ago. Briefly. Wow. So they were rub off on you. No, I rubbed off on my brother. Oh, fuck <laughs> I, was, it. I was shit at football. It, so it, my uh, middle boy, he's seven, and I'm like, I don't think he gives. It. He said to me that night, "Why do you like watching men kick a ball?" No, like, he was genuinely like, "What's what's so interesting about?" It? I was like, "Oh fuck, don't question those, please." Don't. So how many how many chances have you got? How many how many boys have you got? Well, my eldest played a lot, so I, I got uh, my yeah. But my little one, I'm sort of really hoping I. <laughs> you got to you got to get one. But when he started saying, "Why? What's so interesting?" But I was like, "Oh no, don't pull at that thread." Oh no, you can't. You don't know. <laughs> the, you, don't know you, you don't know the answer. To no, that. I don't. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I wouldn't be able to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, my, so you you haven't gone to watch any games? Only the one at Exeter then. No, I've not been seeing. I've only been seeing Papa John. That's it, yeah. But and I tell you what might be it. My wife used to, when she was growing up here, she used to date a few uh, of like the casuals from Exeter. <laughs> so she I'd was take like, your part. She'd be like, take your part. She's got. She's so she like. <laughs> When we first got together, she was like, "Yeah, I used to hang out with the footy lot and party with them, you know." And they're, they're always they'd go off if and have Naomi a look. Said all that, yeah. I hate that. So maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's done it. Because the first time I took her to the walls, I took her like, and obviously now when we go to the walls, I'm taking my nephews when I go back. We always go like the family. So we were sat in the family enclosure. But Jane's only ever experience of football was like back in the early noughties going to St. James's Park with all these fucking <laughs> casuals. <laughs> so she got to the ground and was casual? like... What is a casual? Uh, you know, like somebody who likes a bit of a punch-up after the game. Oh, right. Of, you know, like, oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So she's sort of, she was sort of hanging out with the ones I see up at the Big Bank, giving it the yeah, big Yeah, there the you drum. go. The big boys at the Big Bank, yeah. <laughs> That's not what she called them, but... <laughs> I'm right. So maybe that maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. But I tell you what, I went the other night. What a what Did a great! Loved it. I got so drunk as well. Like, did you? Yeah, I went in the. I went in the because they've got like a pub. They've got a pub in the ground, haven't they? Like, yeah, in a bit of a shithole. It was. I mean, I was, I was just so <laughs> pleased to be able to go and have a sit. I don't know, six points. Yeah. I was chatting to the bar. Did you? Chatting to the bar staff about... Cause you just lost- I've been there a year. I haven't spoken to anyone. <laughs> I was, really? I was loving it. It was beautiful. What a place. Oh. Yeah, that was sad to see the manager go. Tricky times. Tricky times. I, I, I've never experienced that. I, I mean, I've supported Man United, so it suddenly made me go, I haven't really been affected emotionally by it and then last yeah. week it was like what is going on with me 
It's hard. I felt like he'd broken up with me, and I was sort of yeah. watching him online. Where are you now? Where's Matt now? <laughs> That's it. That, yeah. Even last yeah. night, I was like looking at interviews. What's he doing now? What's Matt doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, and, and don't. <laughs> Don't diminish that. You've got to let that play out because that's real. Have you? That is real. That's real. Yeah. It is real. <laughs> it is genuinely real. That is a real... You have to process uh. it. When um, my, my nephew's eight now, and so he's only ever known the glory days of Wolves. Like, when he first got into it, we got promoted to the Premier League and he's seen us get to the semi-finals, of the FA Cup and whatnot. So he doesn't really know much about the hardship of being a footy fan. And... Um, yeah. When we got rid of Nuno, uh, Espirito Santo, it, it, again, he's the only Wolves manager he's known. Yeah. We got rid of Nuno and Max came home from school and they sat down for dinner and he's got three little brothers and sisters and they were about to start eating. And uh, my brother said, Max said, before we, before we start eating, can we have a minute silence for Nuno? And they all held hands around the table and had a minute silence and then Max like wiped a tear from his eye and they ate their food. Oh no. And it's like, but that's, you know, that is, that's how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how it feels, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> I had, I mean, yeah, I, because, go on. Well, no, I was, I was thinking, because Exeter have done really well since I've started following them. And I just started thinking, oh God, what if the new guy comes in and they don't gel and. Yeah, there you go. I've got to watch and tumble back into that fucking league too. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm watching that again. <laughs> but it's really sad. It's like, you, yeah. it felt like, well, we, well, I mean, we might continue to, but I'm now feeling a bit vulnerable. It's a, well, it's a perilous time now because we, we had that. We, we just, yeah. we got rid of Nuno and there was such, the fans had such an emotional connection with Nuno and he had a connection with them and it was like incredible. They've got Bruno. Why did he go? Why did he go? Uh, I, I, th I don't think all was well behind the scenes. And I think they thought he'd stalled on the plan and he wasn't happy and they weren't happy. So they said it was mutual agreement. And then he went and had a terrible time at Spurs. Yeah. And again, and where is he now? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's off. No, no. he's just having a sabbatical. No. Yeah. But he's a good, yeah. he's a good man. And you get to, you, that's what you, you know, you've got that experience now. You think, you know, the man. And then this Bruno Large came in and, you know, I don't know what he's like. Particular, I don't, he wasn't particularly um, ineffective as a manager, but he just couldn't make the connection to the fans. And when things go bad you, and you haven't got that connection to the fans, you're fucked. Yeah. Because you've got to fundamentally, you've got to look at the pitch and like the bloke who's leading your team and trust him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, completely. So, yeah, I mean, we, we had Matt Taylor on here twice. I felt like I was talking to, like, Daddy. Oh, fucking hell, you, you've spoken to him. Uh, I got WhatsApp from him when he left. <laughs> Cheers. I got two. <laughs> You're not going to jump shit. I got an invite to an end-of-season do in North Devon. Oh, my word. And I'm worried. I guess my real, real worry is whether the new manager and I won't connect. Yeah. <laughs> You're, sat, come on You're sat next to him. <laughs> <laughs> for this end of season do yeah he hates the podcast <laughs> what well, um you're not doing entertainment at the end of season do are you <laughs> i think we were we were asked but i was like oh mate that'd be horrendous <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> well you've seen what shit i'd shovel out <laughs> <So>. <laughs> tom before we crack on with the footy yeah 
You've written a film. I didn't realise. I was looking on your Wikipedia. We're film boys now, you and I. Film boys. Is it? Don't you love being in the film world? It's, we're film. It's just the best. It's the best thing to say to people. Yeah, I look at the TV dudes and go, Ew. like, I never, I never really had good things to say to people. Like, you could, yeah, and even when you say things like, oh, "I'm on tour," or "I'm writing," or "I'm doing a few gigs," like, but if you say to someone, "I've written a film," oh. God, it feels good. The film, and you got it made. Got it made. That's amazing. I mean, extraordinary, isn't it? Like, well, exactly same to you, buddy. It's 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 incredible. Oh, we're we're constantly on WhatsApp, like me, Rupert. You know, Rupert, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Chris and Jim, and we're always like, "What the fuck? I can't believe this is. How did we get away with this?" Every step of the way, every every day, turning up on set and stuff. I just think it's still happening. This is still happening. So I spoke to a. I spoke to a producer from BFI and he said, your next experience will be nothing like this one. Yeah. <laughs> he was just warning us. It will be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. 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 Trying That's to get it. something away. And it's a shame because getting into the film business feels like the dream come true. And it's like, Oh my God, I've had a taste of this is the promised land. And then everyone's accounts of being in film land is, well, the rest of your life will be hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, like- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I mean, oh, that's I, so cool! You did that. Well, I wrote. I mean, I, again, I've got a bit of experience of like knowing it's not that easy. So I, I first wrote this in 2015. I pitched it, and a company liked it, paid for me to write it. Great. So for three years, they were pitching this film. So 2018. To who? To who? Initially, they were pitching it to like the BBC and ITV to look at because it's a Christmas film. So it was like, is it going to be a? Should we do it as a TV film at Christmas? Was yeah. kind of the premise. Um, and then after three years, they, they'd all, they'd extended the kind of, they'd had like ownership of the idea for three years and they said, look, we're going to, we're not going to pay again. So it'll become your idea again. So, so like it's been around since 2015 as like a, as an idea, as a script. And then, yeah, just before lockdown, I took it to a production company, uh, that my friend was at shiny button where Tom Davis is. And yeah, Tom was on this on Friday, actually. Yeah. How is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a top bloke. Well, yeah. So my friend Kate went to work for Shiny Button and she said, can I get, you know, Tom Parry's got some ideas I really like and a script. I sent them the script. They pitched it to Amazon. And within about six months, Amazon said, let's make it. So like having done, you know, five years of it just being on my computer and me mentioning it sometimes and stuff, within like six months, off you go. When they said, right, off you go, did you suddenly go, fuck, is it good enough? Shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, that's what we're... That's it. Because I, I remember hearing once you put out a film, there are way more film reviewers in the world and film nerds who want to watch your movie and review it and dissect it. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, are they? So this is the bit I've got coming up. How have you found... Because, like, so far, the, the experience of getting it made is the bit where I feel like, oh, well, I've won now. That's the bit I'm happy yeah. I've done. But I haven't factored in this bit where everyone is going to watch it and... And well, do you that? like it? Yeah, I do. do you like yeah, it? Yeah. Well, then you're That's it. bulletproof. I mean, it's not perfect, and there's things I'd change about it, but... Yeah, well, you're I never like going to feel like that. Yeah. I think... Well, we've had a really lovely experience, but, you know, we've had to deal with some some publications going, nah. And I think if deep down, if you go, no, I'm happy with this, That's then it. you just go, oh, fuck you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, that's the rule for anything, isn't it? You've got, you got to make something you like yourself and then you can take the yeah. pieces. Yeah. Amazing, mate. So what's next for uh, you then? 
I'll be honest, Tom. I feel like a um, an empty. What's the phrase? <laughs> An empty pit? That's not a phrase, is it? Well, I feel like I need to replenish. I yeah. feel like I need a break from everything. Yeah. And I need... We've got ideas, but I feel like I've got to be chomping at the bit to go through that process again. I have a couple of seasons in lower league football and then just, then just go Look again. Look at me. <laughs> exactly. Look at me. Yeah. You're driving down here. <laughs> yeah. I am... Cu- and, no, I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> I found it all a little bit meaningless at the end of the day. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad we did it, but I'm not sure I want to do it again. Yeah, okay. That's really yeah. interesting, yeah. But you might not get that. No, that's really interesting. Because <laughs> there's a lot of promo you have to, and you kind of go, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that. yeah, and also you, the, the, I think the difference with film is, if you do go into the process of a film, you're talking about five or six years of your life. You've got to really want to write that story. Like it's not happening quickly. You're no. going to have to live with it for six years. And Definitely. That, that's pretty intense Definitely. stuff. That's how I feel. The next thing I've got to really want to get that off my chest, that story or that. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. All you football fans listening. <laughs> Fascinated by our film chat. <laughs> well, the, the tricky thing, is, the, the the goal would be football film because who's who's ever football. nailed a good football film? Escape to victory. Yeah, that's the last great football. Film I mean, for me. me and Joe tried to do a football sitcom. I remember it. Yeah, we we were too night. We were too young in writing. I wish we could do it again, but for yeah. Ted Lasso is. Ted Lasso is pretty mad, actually. Ted Lasso's done yeah. it and taken over the world. Yeah, mad. yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, I can't. A football film. Yeah. They'll do a film, won't they? There's no point doing one. They'll do one. They'll do one. They'll do one. Right, Tom, are you up right. for answering some quizzies questions? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get okay. into it, buddy. I, w- I will say this, because this is why I felt comfortable coming on a lower league podcast, is my experience of supporting the Wolves when I was in Wolverhampton, we were a lower league team. You know, so it's like when I first started supporting the Wolves, they trained in the car park outside the stadium on concrete. So if you went down on a Thursday morning and stood in the car park, you could just watch the whole team train. So I'd get I'd get all the autographs of the players because you'd just be stood outside the club shop. Well, say club shop. It was just like the place they sold the shirts and everyone would just be playing in the car park. So it's like that. So that's I was going to say to you because I keep going on to John, the co-presenter. I just keep going on about. I want to get promoted. I want to get the championship. I want to get in the prem. I just want. What does it feel like to actually do that? You've experienced it. I've experienced it. Yeah, it feels really it weird. Nice? Not. Does I mean, like, it feel nice. It, I, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the nicest bit is the day of the promotion. Like that's the, when you feel like you've won the cup. Like that's yeah. the that's the best bit. And then once you get in amongst the big boys, it's less nice because you just go well. Like for example, we lost three 0 to Chelsea on Saturday, and you go like, yeah. And you know, we we lost four 0 to City, and you go, yeah. Well, we're gonna want me. It's just like whereas it feels like in the lower leagues, you always feel like you're either on the verge of a relegation battle or the playoffs, and th- that there's constant tension between those things and I, and I love that it comes with all the despair and the fear and and on any John day always says you're like three matches away from relegation zone or playoffs that's it yeah yeah and it's actually better the standard obviously the standard isn't and you don't get to watch Kevin De Bruyne but you're watching Kevin De Bruyne make your team look 
shit. <laughs> it's like that's less enjoyable. Yeah. But what is that like, though, to watch those brilliant players uh, it's, right it, in front of you? Yeah. I mean, w- what happened at the Wolves was we got taken over. We were, we were in League One uh, back in 2015. We, 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 got, we had a double relegation. So we fell out of the Premier League, went down the Championship. We were in free fall. And then Fosun, yeah, 2013, we were in Division One. And Fosun, this Chinese conglomerate, bought us. And so suddenly they pumped in loads of money and we just ran through back to the Championship and into the Premier League with this sense. Of, we had Ruben Neves playing in. We had a Portuguese international playing in the, in in the Championship. Yeah, well, no, just after, after League One in the Championship, yeah. Uh, and like these incredible players and what that season was insane. Cause that's when you were watching, you just thought, Oh my God, we were suddenly playing the beautiful game. We were playing premier league football. And were the they really that much better than the other teams? For the first time in my life, th- that's the way I could like, and I was going back and the only seats I could get were right up at the back of the stadium. And it was beautiful. Cause you could see the whole, you could see the whole pitch and the players there, you could see that we're, the way we were playing, the shape, the movement. It was just like, oh, this is this is fancy football. We're, we're playing like a Premier League team. And I've never experienced that before. My experience of football has always been, it's a scrap. We're a bit shit. We'll probably, you know, two, two goals isn't enough. You know, all that, yeah. that was almost my experience of football is like pain and loss and playoff disappointment. And it was surreal, surreal to have that thing of going, oh, we're the big boys now. We're... We've got yeah. we've got the luxury players. They don't know how to play us. They can't. Surreal, really surreal. I've been strutting about like a. Pink <laughs> <pop>. <laughs> it was great. It was great. And then we, and then we got to the semi. The next, and then we went. We got to the Europa League. Then we qualified for Europa League, and we got to the semi-finals of the FA Cup final. And it was just like we were just like me and my brother kept looking at us, being like, "What? What is this? You know, we knocked United out of the FA Cup in the quarterfinals. We'd be like." This doesn't happen to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my, uh, and like I said, like my nephew, to them, they were just like, oh yeah, we're, we're just one of the best teams. That's what, that was just their experience of it. And then we were- well, that, Now I class Wolves as like the top 10 teams. Well, that's it. Now yeah. What, what I find weird is as being through other places in the country and wearing my Wolves shirt and someone comes up to me going, ah, love you guys. You play really good yeah, football. Respect. Like, find that really yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an odd feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't quite get used to it. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, then you might want to get on my Patreon. You get early access to ad-free episodes, and there'll be videos and behind-the-scenes pics, and it's basically a place where we can all hang out together. It's a bloody friendly community, if you ask me. So, uh, yeah, if you fancy it, just go to patreon.com forward slash David L. And also, Patreon is an app that you can download onto your phone. All for the price of a coffee. Like a posh coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, and then you get to be an MNFC supporter. Mind your football club supporter, that's what that stands for. That's your thing. So, sign up at patreon.com forward slash David L. And the link is in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. Right, back. Back to the pod. Question one. What was the first game you went to? Uh, It was Wolves-Portsmouth in 19... 
reckon it must have been about 1989, and we beat them 5-1. And that was that was a big day. Was I, that 88, 89. Div 4 or? Um, no, I think it would have been old Div 2, because we had already had a few promotions. A couple of promotions come back for Div 4 as well. I'll know old Div 3, maybe. But it was, yeah, it was Walls Portsmouth. And again, it was in the in the old Molyneux. You could stand, so you took a milk crate. Like, you take a milk crate to the South Bank, pay four, four or five quid to get in, and I'd stand on the milk crate and hang on to the... God, this the is thing. like you should be someone's granddad. Yeah, no, that's really... it's that. I know it's that. <laughs> so it's fucking mad. You're only 28. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> Fucking hell, was, yeah. yeah. You'd go and stand on the South Bank, the terraces. Yeah, amazing. Um, that, that, I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm excited to go back to St. James's because it's like proper terraces. You can't beat terraces. It's amazing. But I didn't know. So do most most football grounds aren't, they don't have that. Not anymore, The no. Big Bank. No. So why have St. James's got it? Why haven't they? I guess they've never been successful enough to Steady, get rid of it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Right. Yeah. Okay. What? What? What is the how? What's the most successful Exeter City you've ever been? Do you know? I don't know, but I think John was saying to me on Monday. I'm pretty sure he was saying like now, now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This this what I'm experiencing now is in all their years. I, I might be I'm sure someone's tutting, but. I don't, I don't think they've ever made the championship. Yeah, this glory-supporting podcaster is coming. Are you, um, are you Exeter's equivalent to Deadpool? <laughs> what is what Deadpool? Is Deadpool? <laughs> you know, um, the guy who plays Deadpool from America who's bought Wrexham? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Humphrey, you know Humphrey. He's yeah. coming on the pod. It's extraordinary what's happened to Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at his life going, your life's brilliant. Because I used to play, we used to play football together every Tuesday. You used to oh, play this you? comedian. Yeah, there's a comedian's football match that we used to play. Uh, Who was the best? Um, was Tim uh, Key quite good? Key's decent. He's let himself go a little bit. He's, you know, he's living high on the hog. Um, the best was back in the day, Russell Howard was like tidy. Wouldn't pass, but we had real good skills. I'm sure Joe said there was a Welsh comic who was... Is it Steve Williams? Steve Williams is fantastic. But Steve Steve Williams is one of those players that plays within himself, so it's like... if He, he knows he's better than everyone, but so he, he keeps a lid on it for the good of the game. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, a fantastic <laughs> way to play. Why can't I ever imagine any comedian being good at football? It's always like, what? When I heard Tim Keeves go, I was like, what? Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a weird one. Milton Jones used to play in a quite baggy Barcelona shirt and without all the hair gel in his hair, his hair comes down and he's got an absolute wand of a foot on him. And he looked, he had an element of Lionel Messi to him. He'd have this low centre of gravity and he could really (laughs) swing the ball in. Yeah, uh, and it was so so surreal because Milton Jones, the footballer to me, is completely separate to Milton Jones, the comedian. They're two completely different people. And similarly, like Tim Vine, who's one of my favourite comedians. Spoke and, to him yesterday. Yeah, one of the nicest, most generous men in comedy. He can't play, surely. He is one of the most selfish footballers I've ever played with in my life. Play, goes, sticks himself up front and will shoot from the corner flag. Will not, will never look to pass. And is it a bad shot as well? Is it, or is it, is it's, it good? No, he's all, he was all right. Tim, Tim Vine's yeah. good. Yeah, he was all right, yeah. 
Wow. But but again, Tim Vine the footballer compared to Tim Vine the man are two completely different people. It's extra- extraordinary, the difference. I, I always had a theory that sketch comedians would pass a lot more and would often put themselves at the back of midfield. And those, the, the bigger stand-ups, there's no way you're getting the ball off them. They're all up front. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know yeah. that sounds route one, but it's well, quite No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Were there any good keepers? Lloyd Griffith. Of course. Yeah. Fan of the pod. Fan of the pod. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> is he a good keeper? Yeah, he is, yeah. Was... He is. No, he's not. Is he... He... Honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He does... He's like... He's clearly trained a lot to be a good keeper because it's like... You know, like, how a keeper will take a small step before they... Like, things like that. Yeah. He'll do yeah. all that. He's got the basics. He's got the technique. Yeah. He Why likes to talk... Play? Are you playing at the back, Tom? I, 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 all the way through the, my school career and everything, I'd be at the back. But once I got to comedians football, I was never good enough to be in midfield. And then I got to comedians football, and on the first day, I was like, "Fucking hell, I'm, I think I'm good enough to be in the middle of the park." Here. So I, was, I, was, I, I kind of go box to, I go box to box. Yeah, oh, I really miss it. I used to love playing. There was like two years where I played for my university. I played on a Saturday in the Sussex League. And I played for Sunday, so I played like four or five games a week. Fit as a flea. Amazing. Well, I've, since I've moved here, I've lost my weekly game, and it's it's bad. It's bad now. Yeah. So maybe. Oh, do you know what? We should start another one. We should do a fi- maybe a bit of five aside. Yeah, I bet you I'd have a heart attack, and you'll be like, oh, "Fuck, I've got to deal with that now." <laughs> <laughs> uh. Tom. What is no? Where do you sit in the ground and why? So I was at the, the in the uh, so obviously the South Bank was the old terrace. And then once we became a an all seater stadium, there was the South Bank and the North Bank, and I was in the North Bank. So behind the goals, but not the South Bank's the lively stand where all the singing comes from. Right, I'd be in the North Bank opposite it, and it's because my mate why? was there with it. Well, he had a season ticket there, and I joined a group of people. And but it was the coldest corner. Like my, again, my memories of being at the footy were always quite unpleasant. Like whether whatever the weather, there was this fierce wind that blow around the corner. Horrible place to sit. I think it's why I could get a season ticket there, and it's the place I could afford to buy a season ticket. Which when I first bought it was I think about hundred and five quid for a season ticket. Right. right. Um, and all the way through the game, the South Bank could be singing, and then they'd start being like, "Can we hear the North Bank sing?" No, no. And then they'd chant the South Bank. So a lot of the rivalry in the Walls Ground wouldn't be about the away fans for a long time. It was between the, the North Bank and the South Bank, and the South Bank oh, would chant right. the South Bank, and then occasionally we'd chant the North Bank, and they're like, "Ah!" <laughs> 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 and then there's always a guy in front. Of, I'll never forget. There was a guy down the front to the left of me. It must have been about sixty. And he'd always, we'd be chanting back and forth, the North Bank, South Bank. Then he'd get up and he'd start egging on the, the family enclosure, our family enclosure. They're like, come on, make some fucking noise. And then he'd be like, ah, fuck it. Like every game, every game, you could see he was just pissed off that the, the family enclosure wasn't like contributing to the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the, sake. that's the spirit of the game right there. Oh, dear. Yeah, I was in the North Bank, which is like, it was the less exciting stand to be in, basically. Yeah, perfect. That's where I am. Love yeah. it. <laughs> where do you sit? 
I sit in the Stansfield stand. I'm still getting, and um, I am right, more or less at halfway, halfway mm. line. And I'm about tw- 12 rows up, and I've got a beautiful uh, view. I've got, and I'm surrounded by, you know, the elder gentlemen. They won't of mind course, yeah. <laughs> and I absolutely love their company. Great, great. I was, I was sat in a similar place for the Papa John's, I think, so I think I know where you are. Yeah. It's yeah, a beautiful, yeah. beautiful stadium. Like, like it's nice, what a great ground, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, Except I start thinking about, oh, how are they going to grow it? This train's like, we need to make this bigger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to slow down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, question three. What, what is or what was your match day routine? Park in the church 15 minutes away. It would let us mm. park there for a fiver. Walk oh. through the park. Have a pie. In you go. Have a pie. Have a pie. Yeah. Have a pie. Have a bovril. Pie and bovril. Intrinsically <laughs> linked with going to the game. Yeah. Always, always bovril. And like, in hindsight, I don't think I even like bovril. <laughs> what is bovril? I've never really had it. It's kind of like gravy, granules in a drink. <laughs> <laughs> when would you ever have bovril? Uh, any, Other uh, than yeah, uh, uh, no, never. No, I've never I've started having Ribena. There you go. You see, <laughs> I was like, why am I fucking buying a Ribena? And then I really noticed when I walked back to my seat, I hu- I hide it in my coat. Stick <laughs> <laughs> it out so no one can see. <laughs> why is that fifty-year-old man buying a Ribena? <laughs> yeah, right. So you so you get a pie and a bovril. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then well, you get you'd go with friends. Yeah, I'd go, there was like a family. My mate went with his dad, and then he had like family friends. So there was always like the same group of people that became the Wolves people, really. Um, and then oh, and then nice. as we got older, me and my mates would go to the away games uh, that we could get tickets to, which was always whenever we had a cup run, basically. What what age? What age were you then? That was that was like uh, sixteen, between sixteen and eighteen. When I went to uni, we did a few really good away mm. games. And what what was amazing at the walls was because it was say if we got past the fourth round in the cup, we had a few seasons where the, the tickets went on sale at nine o'clock on the Saturday morning, so they'd open the the, the stand up so you could go and sleep at, at the ground in the queue like going to see the fucking queen so i like for crystal palace and for spurs and for leeds on a friday night we got dropped off at the ground by our parents like 10 o'clock at night with sleeping bags and they let you through the turnstile this is the most astonishing story we've (laughs) ever had (laughs) yeah and they let you through and people would take taking like bits of cardboard and stuff like like homeless people and you'd set up a little bed and sleep in the concourse of the stand overnight and like at midnight you'd be able to go and walk out into the stadium and like sit i used to go and sit in my season ticket seat but it'd be like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> that, that is incredible yeah. what sleep. did that feel like oh magical it's absolutely magical that's amazing yeah and then and like it was you know and then at seven o'clock like, you knew the there team. were people sort of dotted around the stadium sleeping yeah everyone sat just, there yeah yeah, and everyone, everyone like slept in a queue, 
And then uh, some people take balls and have a kick around. I feel like you're suddenly going to go, nah, it's bollocks. No, I never did that. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it feels, feels now like I dreamt it or something like that. It's so yeah. True, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was it was to go to like Spurs in the fourth round. It wasn't like cup final. Or anything. It, was like, it was like fourth round replay. Wow. That would never happen now. No. It was amazing. Or would it? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Wow. <laughs> uh, I find that quite disturbing for what past St. James's at night, just knowing there were old men asleep <laughs> in the stands. Hot <laughs> right, um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, question four. Yeah, who do you go to the games with? He's, he's sort of answered that. Yeah, yeah, Dave Krucek and his dad. Yeah. I, do you know, I'm sort of jealous of that. You've got um, just meeting up with someone you're really comfortable with. You can talk bollocks for two hours and yeah. go home. You'll find that, though. You'll get you'll get there, won't you? Yeah. You'll get there. And now, well, now it's my, now it's my postman. Get up, I saw him at the ground. It was great. Yeah. yeah. How was that? Brilliant. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> such a Love. good night. I was like, this is it. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe on your first night you had six pints in the bar. <laughs> I didn't want to leave. No, we were the last to leave. Yeah, were <laughs> you? Yeah, I'll co- I'll come to a league game soon. I'll come to a league game. Oh, please do. I'll go for a few. Pints. The only thing is, I tried to get my wife and my other boy to come. It was Bristol Rovers, and I don't know if it's all season tickets where I am, but there's just no. Oh yeah, no spaces. Yeah, but actually, thinking about it, I bought a season ticket for my seven-year-old, and he never comes. So that's available if you've ever, ever want to stick some shoes on my knees. Very short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm the opposite. I ne- I never want my wife to come in case she bumps into some of her exes. <laughs> yeah. She's well up for it. Let's go. Let's have a few beers. Let's get there. Do you know when we first moved down here? Nomi had to use a photographer for for her work. She got in touch with a local one. It turned out it was her ex-boyfriend. Oh, yeah. There you go. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, all your the ghosts of your past. Yeah, so she had to meet up with Phil. Fucking name was it? <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Question five, favourite away ground? Uh, my favourite away day was to Barnsley. Kitsenstein, he's a big fan. Is he? But my memory of it is it was, it was only ever my second, it was my second ever away game. So just that huge coach journey up. And then all I remember is for the whole game, we sang the Hovis theme song on the terraces and everyone was lobbing around loaves of bread. <laughs> Oh, it's great. And it's the first time I ever saw a sex doll. Like, there was, like, someone lobbing, like, one of those inflatable sex dolls around and loaves of bread, and everyone was singing the Hovis theme all the way to the ground because we thought it'd wind them up. So it's just the memory of that, again. That's great. And just being on a proper terrace. That was a great away day. So that's that's. Do you that's know, I haven't memory. seen anything like bread or sex dolls yet. I want. I sort of want that. Yeah, I want... I mean, like, have you been to any away games? 
No. Because the atmosphere of an away game is, it's a different world. Like you're in, it's a much, it's exhilarating stuff. And the atmosphere on the terraces is, or the atmosphere in the ground is just much, it's so diluted. It's like, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's undiluted. Sorry, it's like a purer form of being a fan. I can't wow. recommend it enough. You've got to get yourself to an away game. It's a fucking long way to travel, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's the whole point. Well, How is it? That's the whole point. <laughs> the way that right. Because I can even remember the day we got promoted. We went. We got promoted at the Millennium Group. We were in Cardiff. And it's like... We got promoted. Finally, we're in the Premier League. Then you have to get on a coach. <laughs> travel for three and a half hours back to Wolverhampton. It was like you're just on a coach. Well, I did Crawley to Man United when they met when they got them in the FA Cup like ten years ago. So I got a coach, like a five hour journey. I was like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. And the bus driver just had a fucking whacking great bag of salted peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I just he was like twenty eight stone. He ate this whole bag, and I was like, this is disgusting. Like the game has to be really fucking good <laughs> yeah. to sustain you three and a half hours back home. Yeah, with that old, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with old peanuts at the wheel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the closest one's Bristol, so I think. Oh yeah, there you go. Make a weekend. I just of it. keep thinking about what if I break down. Have a, have, have, a, have, a, have a night out in Bristol afterwards. Oh, I was going to go to Forest Green Roses with Tim Key, and then. I think something happened. It was COVID, I think. <laughs> COVID yeah, stopped it. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Well, I'll, I'm up for a Bristol one if you want to do a Bristol Yeah, I'd love one. that. I'd love a Bristol Beano. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't mind a bit of that. Question six. Uh, least favourite away ground? Uh, Elland Road... Because oh. we got chased to the coach and we, we knocked them out of the FA Cup. They were Premier League at the time. And we knocked them out. And then coming out of the ground, going back to the ground, fans were... Li- I've never known anything like it. We were walking and they were just running out of the ground and just punching into the crowd. Hang on, hang on. I've got to hear the details. Just this. indiscriminately this punching. Because we, we were at Leeds and it was... Oh, it was years ago. What year was this? Sorry. I reckon it must have been 98, something like that. And Don Goodman scored. We went 1-0 up. They got a penalty. And Hans Sagers was in goal for us at the time. He saved the penalty with about two minutes to go. So we were just going nuts. We'd knocked out a Premier League team. And then we left the ground and we had to walk the planning back. Obviously, it's better nowadays. But we had to walk all the way along one of the lead stands to get back to our coach. And they were just piling out the turnstiles and just punching into the crowd, just indiscriminately. We were just having to fucking dodge punches to get back were to the you, coach. Were you worried? Were you scared? Yeah, not, not like yeah. <laughs> I was gonna try. And, I was gonna try and front out that, but I was. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, you know, I was only eighteen or so, but I felt quite a long way from home. <laughs> okay, if it, if it happened now, to, yeah, if it happened now. Being that bit older, yeah. I mean, I'm not really a, I'm not really a scrapper, to be honest. I, I, I I really, I think, probably, I'd probably stand my ground a little bit more these days. I think. Would you? What you'd have a little? I don't know. I don't. I don't 
Don't put me in there, mate. It's because Exeter are playing Plymouth. Oh, there you go. That'll be tasty. That'll be very tasty. I know, and I haven't made my mind up whether I want to go. I know. It brings a different frisson to it, doesn't it? I can, I can, I think one of my memories of being, we went to Man City when we were both in the championship, but they'd, they'd just been, it was before they got promoted on their way to becoming fucking Man City. And um, outside the ground after the game, this fucking huge lad was big boy was starting on us like fucking come over and have some and he had his five-year-old daughter on his shoulders <laughs> i'll never oh forget that God. Had, his, had his kid on his shoulders and he was fucking kicking off going god let's fucking not for me not for me that stuff i watched this video in the week it was i think it was rotherham because i was looking up Matt Taylor, but it was Rotherham from like five years ago and they were playing Millwall. You were Googling Matt Taylor and, again. Oh yeah, I was Googling him loads. And uh but the Millwall fans oh. were crossing over where they shouldn't have been and the barging through and they were starting to head towards the family section. Yeah. And I was just imagining being there with my boys and it looked really dangerous and scary and Yeah, they're monsters. Like, yeah, fuck all yeah. that. <laughs> fuck all that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it and another side of me came out for what yeah, I you fucking would. wanted so. <laughs> maybe that maybe you embrace that bit of Question seven. If you could if you could travel back in time, which game would you watch? There's a famous game. There's a famous game in 1990, uh, New Year's Day. It was Wolves away to Newcastle, so the other St James's Park, and it was there was a, uh, the the trains weren't running because it was New Year's Day or something. So Wolves supporters club chartered six planes to fly to Newcastle, and this was like 1990. So this shit didn't happen like it was like yeah. this was big news this was big news so six planes worth of fans flew to newcastle and it was a snowy day and bully scored four goals in 25 minutes and we beat them 4-1 and it kind of goes down in history as one of the great away days newcastle new year's day so i, I think Sorry, think, did you get? Were you part of that, or were you, did no, you just like to experience? That's right? that's the game. I I could if I could go go back and go to a game. I think it'd be that one. Scored four. Is that on line or anything? Or yeah, I think so. I think there'll be highlights online. Yeah, if you Google Wolves Newcastle New Year's Day, and it was like nineteen ninety. Again, it's bully in his prime. And whenever he scored a hat trick, he'd do like a, an airplane. Was his special move? Yeah, lovely. So, Bust out the airplane. Yeah. New Year's Day. Don't mind it. I guess oh, that would be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Magic. Magic. Yeah. Question uh, eight. Who's mm. the best? Yeah. I think it's my favourite. I don't know why. Who's <clears> the best player you've seen in the flesh? 
It's a good question. Because obviously, like, for, playing for my team, I'd have to say, like, contextually, obviously, obviously in the latter days, there's been, like, Ruben Neves and people like that, but I was always a defender. And 95, 96, we had Dean Richards. Dean Richards oh. came through Wolves as a young centre-back before he went on to play for Spurs. And he was perfect for me. Perfect centre-back. Just wonderful player. And he's dead now. He died young. What? But, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember him. Yeah. And he nearly made it, nearly made it to England. And him in his first couple of seasons, I just thought, it just felt like you were watching a future England captain. He died at the age of 36. Long-term illness. Yeah. Brutal. Oh, my God. I totally remember him. But Dino, yeah, he was. He was phenomenal yeah, uh, when he coming through. So, like, obviously, I've seen, you know, like, fantastic players play, like, you know. I mean, like, without being associated to the club, seeing Gasco, I saw Gasco in play. Back oh fuck! Do you know that we had uh, Mark Abraham on last week, and he oh, yeah. his was Gascoigne. Yeah, I, I think that's like like short of anything else. Gascoigne in ninety two, I think ninety two, ninety three. So like before he went off to yeah nineteen ninety ninety one, it would have been before he went off to Italy. So you talk about Gascoigne in his prime. <clears throat> so that that's probably that's up there. Mark said that when he saw him. He was like a little boy, Mark was, and he's, he said he just remembers him talking gibberish to himself all through the game, to the point where Mark said to his dad, "What? Why is he? Who's he talking to?" And he said, I don't know. Yeah, but it's sort of spooky. He's a true, yeah. He's a he's a proper genius in you know footballing terms. He really was. If you go back and watch him in those Spurs days, like the the goals he'd score, the things he'd do with the ball. Him, him around 89, 90. Because I, I used to have a soft spot for Spurs um, when I was, like, cause they were in the cup final in 86 and stuff. So, what, like, those those memories coming through of watching footy on the telly was watching that Gascoigne for Spurs. It was, oh... Question nine, worst experience you've had at a game? Worst experience I've had at a game? My nephew, again, so my two nephews, I've experienced a lot of like the first love of football through them now because they're they're six and eight and they, they live, for, live for the Wolves. When we got to the FA Cup semi-final, I managed to get them tickets because I lived in London at the time through a contact and took them to Wembley and watching watching a six-year-old and an eight-year-old go to Wembley for the first time it was incredible and it's it's almost like it made me think about like when I was it's almost like if you become a football fan it's almost like you have an innate you don't know why but like the magic of Wembley the idea of Wembley the concept of Wembley is this magical spell that I don't I don't think 
there's anything else like it in football I think like and they were they had like this countdown to going to Wembley and you think you're a six-year-old you don't understand much about Wembley but like he just kept ringing me up and me like Uncle Tom we're going to Wembley and counting down to Wembley and the first time we got out and they saw Wembley and we were having just it was just like the best day of their lives and we were um we were 1-0 up with eight minutes to go against Watford and we were off to the FA Cup final and in the last end horribly and Watford equalized <laughs> and then it went to extra time and then, how are they feeling at this point just we, we we were still kind of like come on we're gonna close this out we, you know we we're being confident and I'll tell you what I mean like 10 minutes to go me and my brother were planning we were saying to each other what would we do about cup final tickets we we're thinking about we'd already started we'd made that fatal fucking mistake and and then Watford came back and beat us and knocked us out and I had to watch my nephew's heart break and it, it, it took me back to like Italian 90 yeah the shootout it was like that's the first that's my first ever heartbreak in life and I was inconsolable that night I could not stop I went to bed crying but dad had to put me to bed in tears and I had to carry Max he was about yeah six at the time I had to carry him out of Wembley back to where my brother had parked his car. So about forty-minute journey, and he cried the whole time. Oh. And he looked at he looked at he looked at us and he looked at his dad, my brother at the full time. And he said, "Will we be back at Wembley next year, Dad?" And he said, "No, son. It, you don't you don't just get to come back to Wembley. This rarely ever happens." <laughs> that, I really want to, I really want to end the pod there. That moment. That, that's what sport, that's what and it was it was that it was reliving what football can do, what sport can do to you watching a watching a kid's heartbreak and remembering oh. my I was awful awful <laughs> it was awful but it's great for the pod <laughs> shit yeah there you go oh uh, <laughs> I was no you just took me back then yeah that feeling but they're the feelings that, when I think about football and my connection with football and my involvement with football, they're the, they're the lasting moments. The, the, the promotions and the wins, they're so rare. They don't feel natural. They don't feel... But the, the heartbreak and the pain and the loss and picking yourself up to go again and they're, you know, I like, they're... they're they're the real bits of football. That's what football is yeah. really about, you know. I mean, I felt when um, who do we play? Oh, God, who do we play? I think it was Burton. Like two two weeks ago, we lost. They were bottom of the table. We lost two 0 I think that's the first time where I got up off my seat and just went, "Oh fuck it now." I was just pissed off. It's taken a year to feel like emotionally. And I walk back to the car going, for fuck's sake, I can't imagine that feeling of losing in a playoff. Yeah. Or oh my god. And the thought of or the thought of being relegated and having to watch oh god. Yeah. yeah. I've only got a small amount of time left on the planet. <laughs> and I'm and I'm I'm emotionally upset because we've just lost a person. It's like you can't Yeah, I know. Why? <laughs> 
Fucking hell. I didn't even know who Burton were a year ago. I've never I've heard of them. I've got my health. I've got a lovely family. I've got a house yeah. and a lovely part of the world. And yet, right now in this Pathetic. moment, I'm... I'm I'm gutted. <laughs> yeah, and Radio Devon comes on. Oh, fuck off. Don't want to hear what you got to think of it. Uh, question 10. What interesting fact have you got about your team? Oh, this is a good one. I believe, I think this is still true, Wolves are the only team in the only English club to have won all three of the trophies, the English Cup competitions. So that's the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the League Trophy, the Papa John's. You know, like, really? it, was, it was the, we won it, but it was the Sherpa Van Trophy when we won it. But so the lower leagues, Cup, the League Cup, and the FA Cup, I think we're the only team to have won all three. Right. So what was the Papa John's before the Sherpa Van? Like, it, Going we, back to 15, 20 years, what was it? When we what? won it, it was the Sherpa van. So that was in 87. See, I remember, because I spot United, I used to hear these trophies just go, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> it sounded so, And now I really want to win it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, that that's the real goal, is a, a great cup run. You can't yeah. be a good cup run. Yeah. Um. So, I Sherpa van. Yeah, when when we won, it was the Sherpa van, but I don't think it was the Sherpa van for very long. No, it was the it was the Leyland. Then it was the Auto Glass. It was the Auto Glass for a while. Auto Glass, yes, yeah. And then it was the Auto yeah. Windscreens. Then it what was the a trophy. Auto Windscreen names to conjure with Johnston. <laughs> the John the Johnston's paint trophy. It was for a while. <laughs> and then we move into Appland. The Checker Trade Trophy. This is like the Perrier Award. <laughs> it's really it is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And now it's the Papa John's. Right. Papa John's might... Papa, Papa John's might be the worst, actually. It <laughs> is crap, isn't it? Papa so, John's. So crap. I don't like the windscreen one, though, to be honest with you. No. No. Yeah. yeah. But congratulations on winning it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the only Sherpa van for two years, so... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we, yeah, we, we've, yeah, I think we, we, we've won yeah. all three of them. I don't think anyone else has. Final question. Yeah. What one bit of advice would you give me as a new fan of a lower league side or just a new team of a team? I would say never get excited about the idea of being in the playoffs play playoffs to me oh my god really? pl the playoffs to me it's all, it, I, it's all i'm thinking about. that's the land of broken <laughs> dreams for me like oh I, I went i went through about four seasons as a season ticket holder where we got knocked out to crystal palace to swindon to bolton and we were perennial kind of failures in the playoffs and i would just never emotionally if you get to the playoffs, never allow yourself the chance of thinking you're going to get through because there's such a, it's such a roll of the dice. And if you at any point have emotionally committed yourself to thinking you're going to go up because you're on a good run of form or something, then therein lies utter devastation. The playoff defeats are the worst for me. I went away to Crystal Palace and we threw away a 1-0 lead. 
uh, Swindon, Bolton, Bolton, awful, awful. Bolton was the one where Bully realised he wasn't really going to get to the Premier League with Wolves. Peter Shilton was in goal for them and he stopped everything that day. But they're they're the worst. They're the real worst defeats. So Honestly, I'd say I, it's all <laughs> I'm looking at. I keep looking at the table going. Yeah, with well, there five you go. Points off. That's it because you've you, you're always you've always got a chance at the playoffs. But all I'm saying is once you get to the playoffs, tr- just look after yourself because it can be utterly, <laughs> <laughs> utterly devastating. I can't imagine what a playoff fixture is like um, so under the floodlights. Yeah. At Honestly, I would be yeah. so excited. Yeah. Yeah. But the stakes, then, are, like the stakes say, are too high, man. The stakes are too high. It's too yeah, high. they are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Ah. Tom, thank you so much for coming on. Bloody, what a pleasure. Uh, thank thanks you. for asking me. Can you, do you want to plug your film? Isn't it out in December, I read? Yeah, it'll be on Prime Video on the 2nd of December. It's called Your Christmas or Mine. And it's just like, you know, feel good Christmas film. Yeah. Amazing. And are you? have you got new ideas? You're coming up with other stuff? Yeah, yeah, I've got no, a, a couple, a... couple of irons in the fire to try and uh, get away. Very nice. So, let's see how we go. Yeah, it's nice being a film dude. Oh, no, it's nice in a <laughs> couple of film dudes in the South West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Tom. It's lovely to talk to you. And let's go and watch a, fi- uh, a film together <laughs> and then a game. Yeah, let's go, the... let's go to the cinema. <laughs> no, let's go and watch a game. Love to. Would love to, mate. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cheers, Cheers Tom. See you. Bye, mate. Bye, bye, buddy.